It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. What? Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star seed journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are Cause you are a star and you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Wealth Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, What the Well. My name is Kendall Graham, and I am the health educator for alcohol and other drugs at the Wellness Resource Center. If you haven't heard, October is National Collegiate Alcohol Awareness Month. So today, we're going to discuss alcohol facts and myths. I know there are some popular myths we've all heard about alcohol, and today we are going to debunk those myths. I also have a special guest here today that will introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Steven. I'm Vice President of Peer Health Educators. Um, I'm in the Alcohol and Other Drugs group for Peer Health Educators. Um, I'm double majoring in Psychology and Gender, Sexuality, and Women's Studies, and I'm a junior. Now that we have introduced ourselves, we're going to jump straight into the fun stuff. What's a myth that we have all heard of and would like to discuss today? So I've heard that saying, beer before liquor, never been sicker, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Is there any truth to that? Thanks, Stephen, for that question. While some of us have created a drinking routine based on this old folk tale, there's actually no proof that supports this saying. When we are drinking, it actually depends on how much we are drinking in a time period versus what we are drinking. With that said, drinking too much of any type of alcohol will make us sick, no matter whether it's beer, liquor, or wine. So remember when you're drinking, pace yourself. Say it with me. Pace yourself. Try to consume one standard drink per hour. And when I say standard drink, that means 12 ounces of beer, 4 to 5 ounces of wine, and 1.5 ounces of 80-proof liquor. Also, when pacing yourself, Try to alternate your alcoholic drinks with non-alcoholic drinks. For every beer you may drink or shot you may take, drink a glass of water. What else have you heard? I've also heard that if you puke, then you'll sober up faster. I also heard that puking will help to prevent hangovers. Is that true? Well, Stephen, first and foremost, the only thing that will sober you up is time. There is no quick fix that will help you sober up if you are feeling overly intoxicated. I know we've heard of the cold showers, eating a big meal, and drinking coffee, amongst other things, but these things will not lower your blood alcohol concentration. You may feel more alert and ready to conquer the world, but your BAC is still the same after consuming alcohol until your body has fully broken down the alcohol that you have consumed. A rule of thumb is to allow an hour for each standard drink consumed. As for the hangovers, hmm, puking will also not help you here. Alcohol gets absorbed into the bloodstream almost immediately after you drink it, so when you throw up, the alcohol is probably already out of your stomach and is in your bloodstream. I've also heard that some people eat a big meal after they drink in order to avoid hangovers. Does this actually work? 
That is a great question, Stephen. I know the popular thing to do after a night of fun with our friends is to go flood our nearest cookout and get a cookout tray with a huge tea on the side. But like I stated before, the alcohol you may consume is getting absorbed into the bloodstream almost immediately. The food will not do anything to lower your BAC or prevent a hangover, but it could cause acid reflux, which could lead to nausea later. However, eating before and during drinking can help you. Eating before and during drinking will help slow the absorption of alcohol. This won't stop you from getting intoxicated, so don't think that this is a free pass to drink as much as you want. The stomach will empty eventually, and alcohol absorption will pick back up. Always remember that moderation is key. So a popular drink nowadays is mixing an energy drink with alcohol. I think some people believe this will make them feel more drunk. What's up with that? Hmm... Well, first, I do not recommend the mixing of alcohol and energy drinks. Energy drinks have high amounts of caffeine in them, and caffeine is a stimulant, also known as an upper, which means it will speed your body up. Alcohol is a depressant, also known as a downer, which means it slows your body down. Mixing uppers and downers can increase your risk of alcohol overdose. Wow, that's really interesting. How does that cause alcohol overdose? So when someone mixes energy drinks and alcohol, it may make them feel less drunk and more alert than they actually are. With the caffeine masking the downer effects of alcohol, the person consuming will not be able to feel the effects of the alcohol that was already in their system. So they may not have that buzz that other people get when they're drinking. This person will keep drinking because they aren't getting drunk per se, and they could overconsume, which could potentially lead to alcohol poisoning. So how do you know if someone has alcohol poisoning? That is a great question. Here at The Well, we like to tell everyone to remember the acronym P-U-B-S or PUBS to remember the signs of alcohol poisoning. P stands for puking while passed out, and passed out means a person is unconscious. U stands for unresponsive to poking or pinching. B is for breathing is slow, shallow, labored, or the person is not breathing at all. Lastly, S is for skin that is cold, blue, or clammy. If we see any of these signs, we should call 911. If in doubt, remember that over 80% of Rams have said that they were likely to seek medical attention for a friend who was in need of medical assistance because they had passed out from alcohol. Just remember that if it seems like an emergency, it probably is. Always call for help. In fact, campus policy encourages you to seek help and protects you if you do. So, slight topic change, but I think that a lot of students drink because they think everyone else is drinking. Is there any truth to this? I know there's a stereotype associated with college students being heavy drinkers, but I was hoping you could shed some light on that, Kendall. So, society and popular media portray college to be a big fun party in which everyone is drinking. A good example of this is the music video for the song, I Love College by Asher Roth. There is a huge party in the music video and the attendees of the party are all drinking and going crazy. It's a huge rager. We know that everyone in college is not drinking and we have data to support this fact. Most Rams are in one of three categories. They either do not drink, they are drinking on less than five days per month, or they are drinking three drinks or less when they are consuming. So where does this stereotype come from? The visible minority of people who may be loud and outwardly intoxicated may overshadow the silent majority of people who are enjoying the party or other social situations in a less overt way. 
Another thing to note is that nearly one third of rams do not consume alcohol at all. So if you're thinking to yourself that you should drink because everyone else is doing it, remember that there are quite few, there are quite a few other rams like you. With that said, Stephen, do you have any words of advice for rams who choose to consume alcohol? Yeah, I do. So I think a lot of the stuff that we've already said is really good, like drinking water in between drinks, um, eating before and during. Um, I also think it's important to make sure that you're safe. So always having somebody there with you that, you know, if you end up drinking too much, they can take care of you or you can just take care of each other. Um, and always arranging for a safe way back home, whether that's Ubering or having a friend come pick you up or if you're close enough walking in a group or something like that, um, just to make sure that nothing bad happens to anyone while they're intoxicated. And yeah, I think that's all I have. Those are some great tips, Stephen. Thank you for joining me today. Now I'm going to switch gears to tell you all about some events The Well has coming up this month. Every Wednesday, join our peer health educators for a hot health, health topic to discuss in a fun and interactive way. We have a lot of spooky themed events this month, so be sure to come and see us. Love Your Body Week, which is dedicated to promoting healthy body image on VCU's campus, is being held October 14th through 18th. Come to these events to learn how to improve your body image, empower yourself, and promote positive body image to others. National Collegiate Alcohol Awareness Week is being recognized on campus October 21st through 24th. This is a week in which we will encourage safety and personal responsibility when alcohol is concerned. We hope this week will help to combat the stereotypes of college drinking behavior and promote healthy lifestyles. Check out our website at thewell.vcu.edu for a detailed list of events for both of these weeks we have coming up. But there is one thing that can't wait until you go visit our website. We're having a costume-themed karaoke night on October the 24th. Information will be going out soon on the details of this event and how to sign up to show off your best vocals to your favorite, your favorite rams. I'll be there, and I may do a musical number or two. Lastly, tune in for our next episode in which Kiana and I discuss ways to avoid spooky situations and remain safer during Halloween. But until next time, rams, remember to be, be well. well.